Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. I just got off the phone uh, with a friend of mine. They were talking about some or their idea that the property market in Australia was going to crash and that we've got this big property boom and uh, they were looking at what they could do with their investment or their housing and whether they need to be worried about all of that. And I thought, well, geez, that's interesting. I have heard uh, a few people talk about a property boom and I have seen some information in the newspapers about some people speculating that a property boom is happening and then uh, we're probably going to have a property crash. I've even had people say to me, you know, look, I'm getting out of property because it's all going to crash. We're going to crash 30%, 50%. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And I thought, well, what are the statistics or what does the actual real research say? Are these just people speculating? And, and we hear that a lot with the share market, but we're not used to hearing it with the property market. I don't know how many times I've heard people say to me over the last 20 plus years, you know, the property market's going to crash or you know, the the property market's going to boom and and they're all speculating what's going on. But the interesting thing is, is uh, and I asked this person, I said, oh, do you know whether the property market in Australia has actually crashed by 30% or more? Um, and they didn't know. And to me, that's an interesting question in terms of, well, what is a property crash or what is a property bubble? And if we have a property bubble, does that necessarily imply we're going to have a property crash? And then all the things are, all of those... Um, comments are all meant to make people think and saying, okay, what is the real statistics in here? And can we actually compare what's going on in Australia with what's going on in the US? Now, I know in the US and in the UK, they have had property bubbles and property crashes. Now, uh, I was in the US last year, and, and as people know who've been listening to some of these podcasts, I did make mention of some of the things that were going on in the US, how people were. Um, I met a couple on a cruise ship uh, going down to Mexico and the, the wife uh, of this couple worked in one of the banks in America and they'd sold their house and um, they were able to buy back in that same street for about half of what they sold their property for and pretty much all the houses in the street are empty. Now that's the different thing is is uh, you'd be hard pressed to go anywhere in Australia and find that uh, in a suburb that had people in every single house where you now only find one person in the house. The thing is, is with property bubbles and or share market bubbles and share market crashes, is share market crashes and share market bubbles are caused or caused by rampant speculation. So a, ramp, a bubble is rampant speculation, where you get a lot of people speculating that a an asset class will rise, and generally those bubbles are fast. And so something rising at a fast rate, which is unsustainable because there's no real economics underneath it. And we saw that with the tech um, boom um, or the tech bubble, where a lot of companies were rising fast in price, but there was no real assets behind it. So what is a property bubble? Have we had a property bubble? Um, and a lot of people are thinking our property prices are overvalued, but compared to what? Um, they're comparing it to wages uh, and all sorts of different metrics uh, in terms of all that, but they're also comparing our market to the overseas market like the US and the UK market. And what I said to this person, uh, this, this friend on the phone, I just said, look, I said, the thing is, is with Australia, we're not a mature economy in terms of the housing market in that, in that, that we have positive migration coming into Australia and we don't have enough houses. So therefore, if we don't have enough houses to house all the people that are here or coming here, then how can we have a property 
bust because any day the property bust is or a crash is where people are selling their properties. Now, if they're going to sell, people, are, if you're looking at more than 50% of Australians actually own their own home or um, we, we don't have, we, whilst we have a large percentage of people that have investment properties, they also own their own home. So people have got to live somewhere. So we're renting and we're also living in our own home. And so we're looking at the different um, demographics around Melbourne and Sydney. Melbourne and Sydney um, are growing at the moment and obviously Melbourne is growing a little bit of a faster rate, I believe, than Sydney. But getting into those property demographics, it's it's there for the property experts, so to speak, because uh, as you everybody knows, I'm a more of a share market expert. I'm just looking at, or oh, can a property market, our property market crash? And the answer to me has to be no, because if everybody's worried about the property market and it's very, very well-known fact that people are worried about the property market as we're seeing these things in the newspapers. And we have for many, many years, not just the last six months. I've been seeing things about, oh, property's overvalued, property's overheated, we're going to have a, we've got a property bubble, we're going to have a crash. And this has been going on for two, three, four years or more uh, and even longer. And what we're seeing is, is if everybody's out there thinking that the market's going to fall away, then it can't fall away because everybody that was sold out of the market would have already sold because the people that were really panicking have already sold. Whereas the people that have still owned property right now are not really panicking. And the thing is you can't necessarily compare property to shares in such a way because unlike shares which you can sell in a matter of minutes on online and exit the market then come back out later when you think of it, selling a property is a big effort and it can take months or even a year or more to, to sell a property. Generally, uh, Australian property, you know, you'll sell that within 60 days and that's generally what's going on. And we're still seeing property turning over all the time. People are still buying property, still moving around suburbs. We're not seeing property growth. What I think instead of actually having a property crash is we've done, we have had property increase exponentially over the last few decades and the property affordability or the housing affordability has gone up or the pricing houses compared to the average wage is up at very high levels. But we've also got low interest rate environment. We've got a very stable economy. And to me, therefore, that doesn't all good to me to be a property bubble where we're going to see a crash on the other side of it. All that says to me is that maybe we're going to see a slowing of the property market more so. So historically, we know that property doubles every seven to 10 years. Well, maybe that's not going to happen anymore. Maybe it's only going to double every 15 years. Or maybe it's going to double every 12 years or every 20 years. But it, to me, all it means is we're probably going to see a slowdown where where the growth of the nation in terms of economics, uh, in terms of inflation, etc., that's going to slowly move that gap back together again a little bit more so because I can't see property overnight crashing. Now, we've seen property move quite heavily in some areas in terms of Perth already and obviously the Gold Coast over since in the last five years. I mean, you can buy a property some places on the Gold Coast for half of you know what it used to be, or at least 30%. So we have had forms of what you would call, um, in terms of what people are saying, a crash in those markets in terms of they were over, quite overheated in that respect, but it hasn't been devastating. There's still people living in all these houses in the Gold Coast, but you can still buy houses quite cheap over there. In Perth, we had a very much a little mini bubble over there, so to speak, moving into the GFC with the mining boom, and then as the miners slowed down and etc. We've seen a slowing in their property market, but we haven't seen a big pullback yet. But does it mean the Perth property market's overheated? Not necessarily. So to me, there's a few things in there that says to me that it's not necessarily something we need to worry about too much. I was reading a, an article that I saw was written um, by a gentleman, um, by Alistair Walsh, and it was um, by in the BT group, actually, or, or basically um, 
the BT Group have come out and uh, it mentions a gentleman, their chief economist for the BT Financial Group, in a gentleman called Chris Caton. Um, and uh, this came out on Monday, the 29th of October. I'm not sure exactly where it was printed. But uh, Mr. Mr. Caton comes out and says, the notion of Australian property housing bubble is misguided, according to BT Financial Group chief economist Chris Caton. Caton describes a as simplistic the comparison between the US housing market and the argument the Australian housing prices are overvalued when measured in terms of disposable income. When other countries are thrown into the mix, the argument that we have a housing price bubble in Australia is much harder to sustain, and Caton Caton said at a conference somewhere in Thailand. Um, Basically, he goes on to say a whole lot of different things, but he's sort of reiterating exactly what I've actually said. But he said, um, I suspect we'll be back at next year's conference and housing prices will have risen over the past 12 months. Um, And he said, um, Mr. Caton says that while there are major economic problems in the world, I think there will be minimal impact in Australia. And and this friend of mine on the phone was talking about China. It's all about China. China's, you know, if that retracts any any further, you know, that's going to affect Australia. Of course it will. Because obviously it's a big trading partner, but China's still growing. It's just growing at a slower rate. And I believe China is pretty much, if you listen to Janine's podcast um, last week or the week before, I think it was on China, really interesting about China. And she's thinking that China, China's um, economic slowdown has pretty much stopped and it's now starting to get, it'll slowly start to get more momentum again. And, and to me, when I'm looking at stocks like BHP and Rio, it's starting to tell me that we may be getting to, the mining might be starting to take up again. And so we've seen commodity prices fall away by 30-odd percent, and they look like to be starting to stabilise now. So that says to me that probably China may have also may have um, stopped its slide, and if it does, that's great. That means good for the mining boom. But Australia doesn't run just on a mining boom. There's lots of other things that Australia runs on, so we can't just say one thing will cause a crash. So to me, it, it really is... I wouldn't worry about a, a property bubble or a property, supposed property crash. To me, it's a, it's look at what's really out there. A lot of the people uh, are speculating on that and, and putting out information and for whatever reason, I don't really know. But right now, I don't think, you know, because it's very widely known and, and there's a lot of information out there about this supposed bubble and overvaluing of property. That means that um, if, if that was a, a, a crash was going to happen, it would be that means we're not actually thinking of that actually happening. We're thinking that uh, we're in, as I said, rampant speculation, as I said earlier, where everybody's wanting to buy, everybody's wanting to buy, taking price to a high level that's not sustainable and that creates a big bubble and then the market falls away. Right now, you know, people are still struggling to sell, sell their houses. We've seen that over the many, many, many quarters in the in the housing. Um, if you pick up every every Saturday or Sunday's newspaper and see what the auction clearance rate was um, and prices of houses, we're not seeing much here, and that's not telling me that we're going to have a crash. So I'll leave all those thoughts with you. Hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast, and I look forward to chatting with you next time. You've been listening to Talking Wealth, and I'm Dale Gillan, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Take care. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 Share Trade.